Uh, the unrealistic fear is that uh, everything is going to be terrible because I have a small penis. No, I've heard, I've heard girls do it. I've heard them cackling and laughing at uh, <laughs> other comics going, he's fucking a little weasel dick. <laughs> he's going to be alone, alone forever with that pig's tail. That loser. I've heard girls mocking guys' dicks. <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho. oh die in a hole. The poor boy, he's got a tiny serve of mints and he's a lovely boy. And you know what? He would love you a lot. He would kiss at your ear because he couldn't fuck you. <laughs> Suck on your ear like a little piggy. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. Dude, I want to wear sunnies because uh, Tim Dillon does it and Norman. <laughs> Very cool. So look, dude, I saw uh, that there was uh, my lunch was sucked. You know, there was an Australian team there and it was underwater hockey. Underwater fucking... What the fuck? They're wearing it proudly. I'm like, it's not even a game. It's like uh, yo-yo champions and I could hear them strategizing about what they were going to do. I really appreciate and respect any sport where it's it's one sport but they've changed things slightly. Like, Like the basic ones are like, you know, like cricket, indoor cricket. Like soccer, indoor soccer, sure. Oh, but where yeah. it's like hockey, underwater hockey, or like bowls on ice is curling. And they're like, no, we need... <laughs> you need to have a certain market to wear the Australian brand. I'm like, they're not making enough money. It's what I was saying, a new bit of like GoFundMe. Like if you're terminal... Like have I done this earlier in this thing? But if you've got... Um, if you've got... Um, wow, well, whatever. Fuck, I don't want to say... You can't just do a GoFundMe... If the, your survival rates are high. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> right, right, right. It's right, like right. what I was saying for, you know, there's, there's a guy we know, he's 90, it's 98% survival for testicular cancer. <laughs> he does a GoFundMe. He lives. I don't get my money back. He buys a motorbike <laughs> and he's got more chance of dying on the bike. He was never going to die from it. I'm like, he took 35 grand. He needs to go to jail, not to a hospital. <laughs> He's a fraudster, a hickster. It's something really nice about like, hey, I can't, uh, like ice hockey scares me because I don't want to get my fucking teeth bashed in. I'm like, I'm five yeah. foot six. I like, I, I weigh like 50 kilos. I'm definitely not going to survive there. Uh, I can't do field hockey because uh, that's that's dominated by women and they'll bash me. I'll get my teeth kicked in and that wouldn't yeah, work yeah. either. But underwater hockey, that's really where I thrive. If you reduce the ability to move down to like a, a tenth of what it is usually, I reckon I have a pretty good shot. <laughs> Water polo is meant to be one of the most um, violent sports because the umpires can't see under the water. <laughs> So human nature is they just scratch at the penis. They're scratching. They try pull your. T- they try and uh, pull your balls off. They're, you know, everyone's got sharpened toenails, and they just under there. And you're like, "Fuck, dude, what happened? You went really quiet at the end." I'm like, "Blood loss. Someone fucking penetrated me with their big, big, pointy toe. Stabbed me in the kidney. No one could see it, but they come out ripped and scratched. But dude, I just couldn't believe that they're wearing it proudly." And I yelled, 
That, you know, not in my country, not in Australia. You're not Australian in my books, you fucking underwater little <laughs> It's a wuss sport. Dude, I, um, yeah, I, I fucking, we're in a new area. Did, like, you know when you get a bad lunch? I went into a burger place called Egg, Egg Barn. I go, I get a burger and they go, you're getting the egg one. I'm like, who the fuck? No, I don't want an egg. <laughs> then I realised the whole concept egg, but without the egg, I realised the underlying burger is awful. You need that grot, that sort of strong egg taste to take away the fact the meat is cold mints. So disappointing. That is the most difficult thing about moving into any new area, man. It's like uh, what's good, what's dead. You know, you find you, you're not you're not sure where you're supposed to. You don't know that that's the mugging area. You're having your sandwiches in the place where most people get their phones stolen. And then you're like, oh, it's peaceful here. And then I guess a high crime spot. You don't know. Dude, you know the worst? I didn't have my phone and I realised how much you need it because there was a a good-looking girl there on a date. Oh, and you needed to take a photo. No, no, because I, because I didn't have my phone and I'm so used to scrolling Pornhub. Oh, no, nah, not really. But I'm, like, I'm so used to looking. I just kept looking at her and then... You know when they they keep looking at you and they're getting angry and you're like, well, I I don't have any I don't have any games or activities like I'm just gonna stare and see whether your relationship's in trouble. Do you know that's all I want to see is how what's their body language, how many months until they realise they're on heroin. I mean, you're already predisposed to following people around shops and doing God knows what. So like not having a phone there is that really magnifies the issue. Do you know what's been and we've mentioned on the pod before? I've never been. Warmly received. My my gaze has never been met. I've always been looked like a, like I'm about to attack. Yeah, man, it's because you're experiencing PTSD in your head all the time. So your eyes are wide. It's a, there's a lot of whites, you know, and like you're showing a lot of teeth. Your mouth is agape, and it's sort of like ah. Oh! I had that breakdown, dude. You have those verbal texts as well, man. Like you walk around and you like you remember that you like used to own a jet ski, and that ah, oh, where's my jet ski? <laughs> it's anger. It's what I was saying. Like you wake up. And it's like the Windows screensaver, you know, where it's all not normal, and then it corrupts, and the whole system goes <laughs> beep, beep, beep. I can never break that. But, um, dude, I project a lot because last on Friday I was I pointed out I said, look, I've got to call this out. This lady on the left fucking hates me. I'm sick of the way she's looking. And then she goes, I love you. I don't know what you're saying. And I was like, fuck. She goes, ah, oh, so you just. You've just got like a, a resting bitch face. I didn't know. But, you know, like to actually address it. And she goes, I'm loving it. But, you know, like in my head. But then, you know what the thing is? Your ego, I still, you, you, you always long like that lady for the wedding. You long for staring at this girl that's probably discussing her marriage with this partner that you catch the gaze and it becomes the notebook. She can't stop looking at you <laughs> yeah. and then suddenly you'll yeah, slip yeah, the yeah, phone yeah. number <laughs> and she's like, I've never felt this before. And you go, you lie and go, me neither. You actually feel it every 10 minutes with any girl that looks. <laughs> I've never felt this either. The connection's beautiful. It's like you're following someone home at night. They keep looking over their shoulder. They finally turn around and say something. What are you doing? And you're like, do you feel it as well? Oh, my God. I thought I thought there was yeah. a spark. <laughs> I felt a lure to you. She couldn't stop looking over her shoulder at me and panicking because she was seeing our future life together. Don't panic. Just lean into it. It's our future. I. It's amazing, though, that um, I th- like we were talking before in a lot of relationships where the guy just mirrors... The script, like they're just in there. You like volleyball, I like volleyball. 
Do you know what I mean? They're into, I've got people that have been in 20-year relationships that are definitely just going along with the script so they're not lonely. Like, they're in there doing picnics. They're yeah. not enjoying anything. They've been forcing down sushi for 20 years and, like, one day they snap and they're like, I fucking hate fish. That's, that's why relationships end so uh, explosively because there's so many lies of uh, where you just didn't articulate your true feelings. There's salmon. I'm allergic to salmon. You're getting hives. You don't want to mention it. You, you don't want to go to the fucking polo. I don't like polo. But you suddenly you got a membership. You're driving to polo. You're biting your tongue. And then one day you just end up, you know what I mean, beating them with the steering wheel lock. <laughs> You're beating them with the uh, like the the water polo paddle <laughs> because you paddle. it's, <laughs> it's the most cathartic thing is to use the thing that you lied about loving against them violently. But that's why I think things get explosive because of the lies. If you were just honest with people and just really blunt and going, listen. I know you're enjoying this chat, but you're boring the fuck out of me. I think I'm going to go watch UFC for a minute. You finish that combo, but I'm not going to be in the room, okay? I'm just being honest. But then you have to compromise but, a little but, bit. Hold on, that, that doesn't work either because I do a lot of that and people uh, people don't like you. <laughs> well, that's the thing. There's a balancing act because you have to give a little bit as compassion, as an act of generosity. To get anything. You, can't you have to give something to get anything. But the you act of giving, show- it, you're giving away a little part of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're compromising yourself, but that's part of it. But then you have to have other upsides. So it is actually funny, man. When you think of a relationship, you are giving away parts of yourself in the hope that you get more back. Yeah. And you do for a little bit. You get more back. And it's good. But then you're, having, you're eating things, you're having this salmon to please them. Well, the problem is that you think, like, whatever whatever situation you are in, the other thing becomes uh, it becomes more attractive, right? Like, it's yes. a, if you're in a relationship for a long time and you the resentment is there and things you hate, eventually that outweighs like the comfort and the safety or what what like whatever that oh, is. Oh yes. But you forget you forget about how horribly lonely and twisted and everything else. Like the 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 scales become unbalanced. It's yin yang. Even though nothing changes, the scales are unbalanced. That's why I argued with this comic who said he's in love with his wife, and I was like, "There's always a downside to the scale. He's a liar. He's just giving me the one side. It's a weighing act, and eventually it topples. Do you not think? And the only way it really works is if you compromise and they're smarter than you. Do you get bad out, uh, good outcomes? Things are improving. Salmon's actually really good for your skin. You don't have acne anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're like, this is working out. Because I was yelling at people that were trying to give me advice recently. And I go, I've reviewed my life. Wait, wait, wait. Your parents? My parents. <laughs> and I said, I don't, believe, I don't believe you've ever been successful with any advice. I said, I can't think of any part of my life that went better by listening to you. no but i'm saying like i look back over my life and i've never got good advice there's not a moment where i go oh i remember where i was going to buy talent and someone goes get into donny donny and that got me a lamborghini (laughs) it's always like yeah get talent hey you should uh sell the house in the collapsed market and watch it rise (laughs) hey why don't you why don't you come off the meds? <laughs> hey. 
have a cigarette. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. None of the things that you've described have been advice that anyone could have possibly given you, though. Come off the mat. All of your examples are like, you should sell the house. I believe that you were forced to sell the house out of necessity. You were the one who wanted to smoke. These are all things that you've decided. People saying, oh, you look all right to drive. Here my keys. Drive my no car. No one's ever said any of this to you. <laughs> Do you know I've lost my license again? Really? I accumulated points. Do you know what was so funny? I told you about the DUI, right? <laughs> Um, you've told me about one or two DUIs, man. Where I was doing that, where I was doing star jumps, and he goes, it's not going to work. And I go, we'll see, fucker. <laughs> he goes, it doesn't burn off like that. And I'm like, I know science. What, what, what happened? What was the story? Well, I got that point, but that was, that was unbelievable because I was euphoric. They go, sir, you're over the limit. I'm like, unbelievable, because I was having a break from booze. So that was just light <laughs> drinking. I'm like, you should have seen me the last two years. I've been shit-faced, dragging my foot on the curb. I can't believe it. What fortune. This is the most sober I've been in fucking three years on the highways. Thank you, my boy. I ended up with uh, three demerits. Wait, then, wait, you got three demerits for drink driving. Dude, I, I dropped from 0. 0.604 down to 0. 0.051. And they go... I was in the van doing star jumps, like, and the the, the van's bouncing up and down. And oh, uh, right. You know what? I might maybe we did talk about this. Then what happened is I had a further infraction because I had my festival show here, and I opened with, "Hey, I I um, I got a speeding fine here. I'm going to get a DUI on the way home. How good's drink driving? Yeah, give it a clap, fucking <laughs> whatever this joke." And then it finally came to haunt me because after the gig, I was driving a comic to go drink. And I, I went up a one-way road. I saw cops. So I did the Yui. I did the Yui down a one-way road and then went into the street and it was license and rego. And I was like, yeah, okay. I blew. And they go, you're good to drive, mate. But um, unfortunately, evading the RBT and driving <laughs> on down the road <laughs> is a penalty. For dangerous driving. You're getting points for that. And I'm like, oh, now, now I'm over. But I'm only just over, and that's over two years, which I'm proud of. It normally took two weeks. So how long How long no license for? Well, it's three months, but now I've got to work out if I do double or nothing, which is a year without me speeding, which seems implausible. Because I've been getting – I think I've, I've got a demerit point during the suspension, like in the process of trying to get – my license there to suspend it, I think I've accumulated more points. Do you know anything? I've gone higher. I saw that there's one pending because I had a gong show and I sped around. So I've got to work out. My, my theory that I've been trying to get a comedian to do is I want to transfer my car into his name so that the police can't spot me on the road and then try run. Why don't you register the car to the company and then... You pay, uh, if, if you do get an infraction, you pay three times the amount, but they can't take do anything about demerit points. I don't know if that works here. If it does, I would. I, I mean, it does in Queensland. I don't know what the deal is in WA. I'll have to research because that could be incredible because I'm happy to pay to play, right? I've never, ever been worried. It's only the demerit. <laughs> that doesn't work for drink driving. Dude, I've wrecked my reputation with comics because they're always asking for lifts and I'm like, Oh, I'm over the limit. Like, if I, if I crash, I'm going to go into jail. I'm happy to die myself, obviously. And maybe I clip someone, but I wouldn't like someone in the car. But often it's a lie, just so I don't have to give them a lift. So you could get out of giving Rove lifts to gigs? Every person that asks for a lift, I say, look, 
I'm driving way over the limit. So I've not helped my reputation. It's yeah. not actually true. I don't do it often. But I'm going, I'm shit-faced. And they go, it's Monday. I don't do it often. Everyone thinks I'm a d- absolute alcoholic. They're going, yeah, Wolf wouldn't give me a lift because he's fucking paralytic apparently and he's driving home <laughs> an hour drive. But it's actually because I'm, I want to just listen to podcasts and I don't want to hear their fucking voice. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I can't hear anymore your shit, your fucking horrible personality i see enough of it on stage i do not want close proximity to your life man i was thinking about how uh how good it would have been to roll around as like a as an alchemist in the 1600s you know oh dude like showing up places and uh oh my liege i am an alchemist i can i can turn silver into gold and taking a taking a pound of silver away and bringing back some rocks that you've spray painted gold it's (laughs) unbelievable because you know this ties into people were talking about getting on your mat right and i was talking about the alchemy of your head no one really knows what god's alchemy is for you like the fact that i've got a temper and throw rubbish out might be the perfect foil and then what I'm saying, a psychiatrist comes and goes, change your alchemy, change your temperament. This isn't what alchemy is, but please continue. No, no, but the alchemy <laughs> of your, your yin and yang, your personality, the yeah, arrogance yeah, of the human being to go... You're talking about your mental health, but yeah. Well, they call it bipolar, but I'm saying they're meddling with my alchemy. <laughs> yeah, but they don't call it alchemy. That's not, that's not what an alchemist is. I just want to... <laughs> no, but alchemy is the balance of things, right? <laughs> to create something. Yeah, I know. It's just this is a different bit, but let's continue with yeah, it. Yeah, but I, was, I, I only mentioned it because I had been yelling at my dad saying like, can you believe that people get involved with people's alchemy and assume that they know more about it, it might be the perfect concoction to become the next Hitler. Don't meddle with my story arc. Okay, Daddy? Anyway, what? when did they ever actually do anything? I know they made the swords where they do bronze and no, steel. No, 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 they never, no, no. I, I, I don't think alchemists ever did anything. It was, it was like the, uh, the Middle Ages quest for, to be able to turn one metal into another metal so you could create more gold, right? It's the 1600 snake oil. It's rolling up to oh, a, to a place, it. and then you you like you bring back the spray painted rocks, and the king's like, "Oh my goodness!" He's like, "Well, I need you to do more," and you you know you're like, "Well, I like if you give me if you give me a hundred pounds of silver, I shall be able to turn that into more gold for you, dude." And I love it because it's a basic misunderstanding of demand and supply. Because as soon as they've tapped the formula to make gold, it's worthless. Oh. People are throwing it in bins. Exactly. As soon as you realise, oh, if you just urinate into aluminium, it becomes gold. <laughs> then they're like, well, gold's fuck all now because tramps on the street are making gold. They've got gold baskets. They're shitting in gold. People are wearing gold teeth. And yet now gold's embarrassing. Yeah. Now you want sand again because you, want, you need the aluminium back. You're like, what the fuck? Stop pissing on the aluminium. The aluminium's the valuable bit. There's no fucking unpissed aluminium in this world anymore because tramps keep pissing on it. Now that you've proven yourself, right, with the spray-painted rocks for yeah. a pound of silver, you've got the pound of silver. That's great. That's perfect. The king is like, you must make me more. I can give you 100 pounds of silver. You give me 100 pounds of gold. Yeah, yeah. Ah, I, I would love to, my, my liege, but you wouldn't like how I do the alchemy. Ah. I can only transmute the silver in the throes of orgasm and... And my hands, they are so tired. I can do what you ask, but I must have a night with your daughters. Oh, mate. 
That the is... king gives you the daughters. He gives you the hundred pounds of silver. You fuck the daughters, and then you leave up the road thirty kilometers, where you will never be seen again. Oh, <laughs> it's like what we said before, because they didn't have Facebook, so you could just pretend to be someone. Oh, dude, and they wouldn't really know. I shall bring you a pound of gold. He's never fucking seen gold. He's got no dude. idea. <laughs> You're sweet, man. You're safe. There's no passports. There's no photos. There's just a drawing in sand of like. This is the pedophile. And you're like, what the hell? You just, you just ride on a horse to the next town. And they go, you don't happen to be the, uh, Jeremy the pedophile. And you're like, no, I'm James. James the candlestick maker. And they're like, well, I guess he's James. What are the chances that this, this 45-year-old alchemist has, has shown up to bless me with his gifts and no one else has ever heard of him? Oh, <laughs> it's, mate. It's so lucky you for me. You know what's me. so good? It's the, old, it's the original pyramid scheme because as you get more and more stolen gold, you validate your theory. Because then you're like, dude, he's got a cart full of gold that he's stolen from other kings. Yeah. Like the guys are, eventually your scam becomes real. All you need to do is stay stay like a, a, a week ahead of the whispers and rumours that follow you every, from town to town. And then you eventually, with 80% of the world's gold, and they go, well, he is actually the alchemist because he's the only cunt with gold. <laughs> <laughs> If you successfully navigate the whole world, they go like, there is no gold. They say, they, there's James on the cart seems to have all of it. James the alchemist. James the alchemist. You're rolling around with all of the silver in the world and everyone's daughters. I still love the first scam. I always appreciate that. Because, you know, like you don't really get work experience to be an alchemist. So there would be the first day where you're like, I wonder if this is going to work. And the king's got like henchmen around you and you're like hello i'll fuck your daughter for a ring or whatever the fuck there's like an investor's fallacy involved as well it's like uh it's like becoming a, a chiropractor or a naturopath right you did the six-week course to start correcting people's spines and then you're like oh this is okay i mean i guess like it seems to be yeah i don't know what uh if it's what i'm doing is helping but like it seems fine and then it's 10 years in and you're like well all i know is snapping people's necks i I have to keep it has to work or my whole life is invalidated (laughs) and the people who have given you two hundred dollars for you to go (laughs) like they can't they're gonna be like it's the greatest money i've ever spent dude and you want footage of the first time they did it like cctv of them celebrating going i can't believe i got away from away with this do you know what i mean and and then (laughs) the worst moment would be later on where suddenly, like, you're debilitated so the mum wants the treatment, but you're so invested that you have to pretend it's working. She's coming. She really needs back surgery, but you're in there popping it, and she goes, I love you, my boy. Thank God you've got 10 years' experience in this fucking fraud. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're so invested that you're doing on your wife, your kid, who should be in a wheelchair and walking Forrest Gump walking frame, you're popping their back, and you know you're lying. But you sleep at night just with probably a sore back from doing all that cracking. <laughs> and you're like, I hate this profession. Everyone ends up with the sunk cost fallacy. I- every comedian's like that. I don't think anyone enjoys comedy. If you go onto the uh, uh, 
the osteopathy Wikipedia page. Like it's uh, it's described as being a pseudoscience, and it's all like the oh, inconclusive uh, research. And yeah, we haven't really found any uh, any any factual basis for this. But the image that they have up the top is this line drawing from like 1898, and it's a man's it's a man laying on a table with his legs being held by another man. Yeah, leaning over him one foot on his back and he's pulling his legs up <laughs> like he's <Yeah. laughs> like he's inver- he's just inverting this fucking this dude's spine Dude. some some guy with polio is having his spine stepped on by a fucking doctor you know what actually happened <laughs> he's like don't worry my man you shall be walking by this afternoon <laughs> do you know what happened he, he said it cured me of all pain because he's now a quadriplegic because he's had his spine yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he goes dude i don't have any pain but i also ha- have to drag myself around using my face but at least I don't have the pain from the syphilis anymore. <laughs> I had pain all through my body until this man kicked me in the C5 vertebrae. I feel nothing from the neck down anymore. <laughs> I'm just a blob now. But you would. Has anyone thought of that? What? Well, if you got chronic pain, it's to just snap the spine. <laughs> I don't I don't know if that's ever been used as like I a... do it immediately. You, you're in there, you got back pain. I'll, I'd get my brother to just get, take a hammer higher up the spine and just snap it. <laughs> and then you're in a wheelchair, you're in a mobility scooter, you're getting privileged line access at Disneyland. Things are great. Parking <laughs> up the front of everything. And you know you're not getting accused of being lazy. You can finally cancel your F45 thing because you've got a valid reason. <laughs> You can now excuse yourself for being overweight. You can live the dream. What disability would you take? Like, well, what's, the, what's the best trade-off? What would you give up? I've always liked the thought of being quadriplegic so that I just don't have to do anything. And I can just slurp boost juices and watch Netflix and no one can judge me. I'm like, do you think I like this? I wish I could do underwater fucking hockey. But I'm trapped watching this Arnold Schwarzenegger documentary that keeps skitching out because of my injuries, okay? You fucking get me another bag of corn chips. It's the dream. That's what everyone wants, right? To laze around. That's what you do on a holiday. Cut out the middleman and then the government will pay you to do it. Yeah, yeah. I was only joking. I don't know what disability I'd like. I've already got sort of a brain injury. If the goal is that you're looking for a disability to get the standard benefits, like the good parking, uh, a, a pension, whatever, like what are, you, what are you sacrificing or what are you willing to sacrifice? I, um, I, well, I don't know because I haven't done any of it because I could chop off things. In general, we should say it, it's probably not a good, really a good trade-off for anybody. I, they could take my penis. I would want to be neutered like a dog. So that I have no sexual impulse, <laughs> and then they get me on disability. <laughs> they <laughs> scoop, <laughs> scoop my dick off and throw it. That would be a great one to have added to the disability uh, like support list. From whatever size to not there, you can get uh, you can get a pension and you can get good parking. <laughs> Dude, exactly. There's no support group for small dicks. They're just the laughing stock. These people need to be lifted up. There, are, there are quite a lot of like online communities. For small dick guys. Yeah, because they're so ashamed they can't meet. They're the most toxic fucking online community. They're so ashamed they won't even meet face to face because they're ashamed of themselves. 
I feel bad for them. Dude, that would, you know, that, that would be a fun one. Flyer everywhere and really advertise like a, like a small dick support group. And then when, when everyone shows up, you, like you, you sort of. And you go, time to disrobe. We're going to get over this. And you pull it out and you've got a monster. <laughs> and you go, see, living the dream. And I love rubbing it in your face. That's small. What the fuck? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get too. me out. I'm fucked. I thought mine was bad. And you're it's like, awful. You're like, I've been living with this for years. You should see my brothers and my dads. This is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck? Dude, you know what's the hardest thing for the small dicker? <laughs> they could technically meet their soulmate. And then she would leave him because the dick's too small. And he's in there, they're dating. It's a year. They haven't had sex. It's two years. Finally, he, he pluckers up the courage, shows the dick she's out. <laughs> His whole life destroyed by not having more sausage. <laughs> well, that's their unrealistic fear, right? Like uh, the unrealistic fear is that uh, everything is going to be terrible because I have a small penis. No, I've heard, I've heard girls do it. I've heard them cackling and laughing. <laughs> uh, other comics going, he's fucking a little weasel dick. <laughs> he's going to be alone, alone forever with that pig's tail. That loser. I've heard girls mocking guys' dicks. <laughs> oh, die in a hole. The poor boy. He's got a tiny serve of mints and he's a lovely boy. And you know what? He would love you a lot. He would kiss at your ear because he, he couldn't fuck you. <laughs> Suck on your uh, ear like a little piggy. <laughs> I I reckon I would lose uh maybe maybe a leg to like below the knee rather than like a thumb. Oh really? You know what I mean? I reckon a peg leg would be cool if you went like a pirate. What would you give up to keep your thumb? I reckon I need I need my thumbs because I need to be able to text hate mess hateful messages to my ex. Like I need the fingers. Um, do you know what I mean? And then I would happily give up one leg, up knee below for sure. Above the knee, it starts to become a bit. Oh, below the knee seems like you can sort of get around and things are pretty chill. But above the knee, what are the complications? What what's going to be an issue? You know. But I think below the knee and then you get like a, an old school wooden peg and you can lead an army with that. And I can imagine like the oh, foreboding man. where you walk and you can hear clink, clink. And here comes Wolf, <laughs> Colonel Wolf, <laughs> clink, clink. Don't mention his foot or he'll fuck you up. Clink, clink, clink. You could end up being respected for it. I think something like a peg leg, you could end up making a brand. And you'd have like <laughs> normal mediocre people hacking off their legs, trying to m mirror your... <laughs> Peg leg? It's actually cool. If I was in that situation, I would absolutely get there with the prosthetics doctor after your legs being mulched up and that horrible uh, uh, spare fishing accident. Yeah. <laughs> and you're and then you're talk, you're talking to the prosthetics doctor. He's like, "Look what we can do. Like we can give you an anchor." And you're like, "No, peg leg. Peg leg. Peg leg." And they're like, "Oh, we do." Man, we don't do that. And you're like, well, I'll do it. Like, what are you talking about? Get me a fucking peg Dude. leg. It, I'm Pirate Josh from now on. Pirate Josh, you got an eye patch. <laughs> but I quite like it because um, mirroring of other people, because I see it with uh, parents. Do you know, like, when they've got a ginger kid or a kid that's going through chemo and they, they shave their head as well? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they yeah. obviously get... Wait, wait, wait. Wait, well, they've got a ginger kid. <laughs> and they dye their hair ginger. <laughs> 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 Support. <laughs> Often they get so much support 
But I reckon they should experience the real bullying and being bullied <laughs> mercilessly. And they're like, how was it? And, and eventually they, they break and grow it back because they're like, they're coming home from their work in tears because someone like me is like, ah, you bald cunt, you fucking, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he's done it in solidarity. I'm throwing shit at him, Hungry Jack's bags at his head. And he eventually, he's, like, he's got to grow it back. He's like, I just can't take it, dude. It's merciless. People on trains are spitting on me. Baldo, Billy. Like, <laughs> they actually get a, a, a good version of it. The boy, the little boy is still getting bullied because kids are merciless. Mer, uh, merciless. Mm. Merciless, yeah. Whatever the word is. But the, the adult ends up just impressing everyone. Oh, he's yeah. such a strong guy. And like, it's just an easy win, and one that and I is would there, take. Like, is there uh, is there anything? Uh, is that not the reason for having kids in the first place? You know, to lift you up. Yeah, to lift yourself up, <laughs> dude. One hundred percent. Because you know what? Finally, someone will respect and listen to you. As poor as the advice is, they they have to respect or listen to you. Or there are real consequences. <laughs> you can inflict any number of consequences on someone when you have hold so much power over them. That is the thing. That's the joy of being a parent. Everyone's a hero in their own house until the kids are old enough to realize they're not. But for yeah. a period, you get a, a ticket tape parade. Daddy's come home. He's done it. Your daddy's home. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, daddy's been away for four days on a bender, but he's home now, and that's that should be celebrated. Oh, daddy's come home, and he he's had a successful gamble. Daddy, one day teach me to gamble like you do. <laughs> daddy's come home with bread and milk because he's had a run at the tote. Oh, daddy, you are a genius. Dog seven, race nine. Yeah, amazing, Daddy. We eat tonight. Thank fuck. It's been five days where you've just not appeared. But you, you get to be a hero. Everyone gets to be famous while their kids are under 10. Absolutely. And then you know what? You Because uh, because the nature of memory is that you begin to forget the bad and you remember the good, right? So No, that's not me. I only remember the bad. When you're older, gambling is something that you can – that can be won. You know it can be won because your dad had a system. He had yeah. a system. You like you forget you forget the three months he spent living out of his car and only only seeing you uh, under supervision because yeah, yeah. he had a system. You just think of it, remember every time he came home and you were so happy because his horse had come through. You know. You remember that day where you went to Crown Buffet all you could eat and he promised <laughs> that you're all heading to Thailand in a week. The f- only day he, he didn't hit you. And you're like, oh, I love him. He was amazing. Remember? Drinks on me. He was seemed intoxicated. Drinks on me, kids. That was the first time I drank wine. I was six and a half. I drank wine with dad. But you do have nostalgic links with food. My granddad used to give me salt and vinegar mm. chips. And I still, even on Ozempic, I still draw into salt and vinegar chips when it's a bad day. Even with a blood regulator that makes me have no appetite. I still shovel salt and vinegar down my mouth when I feel like uh, bleakest. I sit in the car and just pu- push them down my nose because I remember the smell after he had a gambling win and we come home with fish, uh, salt and vinegar chips. Help yourself, you fat mistake. And I'd have them. Very occasionally I'll have like a, like you'll be walking somewhere or like you'll go into someone's house and you'll just get like a, 
a, a smell for a second that rem- you're like, oh my god, that's what James K. Baxter's place smelled like when we were living there and I was seven years old. Yeah, I have that trigger, man. You get transported back there for just a fraction, and you can never capture it again. You're like, where the fuck did that come from? What was what was yeah, the yeah, mixture yeah. of things that came together for a second? Elicits that memory because I did it when I was studying in year twelve. I tried to like sniff something while I was learning. Like, I think it was a lemon. I tried it. I think I had a lemon. I breathed it while I was reading it. And then I took a lemon into the exams to try, like, see if it improved my results. It didn't work. It didn't I've work. never heard of that one. That's fucking amazing. I just, I came the kid with the lemon, dude. I'm sniffing a lemon while I fail. I'm failing my ATAR trying to sniff a lemon going, this was a fucking idiot idea. This is my dad's <laughs> advice. It's not worked. The lemon's useless. Get me a lime. Get me a lime. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get it. But, dude, you do have um, responses. I think, like, girl, comedians do it a lot with Lynx Africa. Their memory of their <laughs> first uh, fingering is always tied in or some shit. Oh, dude, Lynx Africa, man. Lynx Africa just is just 30 other 13-year-old boys in a fucking changing room and also the aroma of uh, urine from the corner under a bench where some kid thought it was funny to do a wee in front of his friends. It's awful. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. And I had it it when I was smoking, so I had, like, the worst combo of them all, which was the smell of nicotine (laughs) and tobacco mixed with Lynx Africa. And then you'd sit in a car (laughs) and talk to a girl for hours, frightened to make a move because you smell... Dude, that's actually what happened with Mark Norman. Oh, my God. What happened with Mark Norman? I opened for them. We went out drinking, and because I got nervous, I'd been off smoking. I smoked a game, and it was um, – we went in with his driver for drinks. It was him, his wife, and me, and it was like – because I hadn't been smoking enough, I realised how horrible the smell was <laughs> because I could see them leering away because I'd smoked like hundreds – and I go, I'm sorry, can you smell that? They're like, it's fine, it's fine, comedy, comedy. <laughs> and I was like, it stinks. And they like, it's us on a three bench, us sitting leg to leg to leg. And it was so repulsive, dude. I was dry reaching and I realized, fuck, I'm going to quit. I, I, had, I mainly, mainly quit because of that smell, man. Because you'd have moments like that in close proximity where you're like, this is fucking terrible. Because when you go in and out, because you don't smell it if you're smoking a lot. Yeah. But I'm sure they're aware of it. Man, I've woken up in the middle of a hot night and put deodorant on for myself. Oh, really? You know, I don't, I don't want to like wake oh, myself up with a shower or anything, but like I feel disgusting. I can't, I can't sleep again like this. It's the worst. Do you think if you like, if you don't shower long enough, the smell will eventually like moderate, modulate and be all right? Well, dude, I wonder about that because, uh, uh, like, no one was brushing their teeth 500 years ago. That wasn't a thing. Yeah. But it did mean you had stronger enamel because you also were not brushing away. Yeah, yeah. But also people were digging their foot into your spine to fix it and you all died at 40. <laughs> I don't think uh, it, was a, it was a race towards death. I don't think teeth, <laughs> teeth were going to last. Yeah. You were dead before you got a cavity in that world. Do you know that? <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like, wow, that, that's longevity. That's the sign of indulgence. Do you know what I mean? Like the people, he, because you know what I was thinking is like life now, even the worst person on this planet is having a better life than the best person 200 years ago. Maybe not the worst, but in general, sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. What, I, what I'm saying is like they're eating better. Like 
what we regard as a bad existence is better than Henry VIII had in the past. What we regard as a bad existence, yeah, for sure. If you went back in time, like, it would be horrible because the, the, the best guy is virtually homeless. You're like, what the fuck are we eating? <laughs> Your teeth suck. There's nothing to do. He's like, how good is this? They're dancing. It's jesters. I'm like, this is fucking <laughs> awful. This is worse than the project, dickhead. I'm not watching this. <laughs> this... <laughs> I still struggle with the project because I know so many people that write and make it. Right. And I'm just like, I just feel, I, I just don't understand why it's, it's so bad. Like, uh, as in like there's, how do they, how do they get that many good people and create that bad? Do you know what I mean? It's like, who is fucking this up? Because there's, there's decent people in the back room and I'm like, uh, is anyone reading what they're writing? Because like, or is someone editing it? Like, what's going on? Why is it so bad? Do you know what I feel exactly the same way about is Foo Fighters. Yeah. I love Dave Grohl. I have so much respect for Dave Grohl. From Nirvana to like Queens of the Stone oh, Age. I, albums. I want to like the Foo Fighters. I would yeah. love to love the Foo Fighters. But every time I hear, do, 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 do. This is the most mundane, bland, oh, no. what the fuck is going on? And people love the Foo Fighters, which is even more confusing to me. I get frustrated as well. Like, um, I just saw an article recently that he was on the train to go to Glastonbury or wherever the fuck. Like, yeah. I, I just hate, do you know what I mean? When people get celebrated that much, like he went on the train and he had hundreds of paparazzi <laughs> photographing him. It wasn't accidental. He wasn't like a covert shot from a phone. Like there were 80 people from tabloids boarding on when he went on the train and he probably put down an, a napkin on the seat and sat there and then if the first stop he would have got off going like, well, the train sucks. I'm getting back in the helicopter. I'm like, oh, he's one of the people. He's one of the people with 8,000 people. Flashes. If you'd been on that carriage, you, you know what the worst? The whole carriage, the general population couldn't get a seat because it's all yeah. tabloids and Dave Grohl. I'm on the train. I'm like, you <laughs> fucked up my trip to work. I couldn't get on my <laughs> carriage. This dickhead's got 19,000 photographers photoing him on the train. Is that because of the, uh, like, the European, uh, like, anti-flying sentiment? No, no, he just, he's just uh, one of the common people. Right, okay, just for that. But right. he doesn't have that experience, which is always what I find with fame. Because, like, when Mark Norman was saying Australians are so nice, and I'm like, yeah, because you're famous... <laughs> I said, these cunts are arseholes. You'd live my life. Just getting here, someone yelled at me. A comic snuck into the green room. I told him to fuck off. Do you know a comic, when I arrived, messaged me repeatedly and then lied to his opener because they were trying to get mushrooms and said, I'm, I know him, I'll sort it out. And then he, uh. he's coming up and I go, dude, what are you doing here? And he goes, no, I'm, I'm down with Youngblood, the opener. And then he wandered <laughs> in. And then he wandered in and I went up to Mark. Mark's wife and Youngblood and go, just to let you know, I didn't fucking ask this cunt in here. And then <laughs> he hung around like we were best chummers. And he's, yap he's yapping. He's saying crazy shit. Mark, he's <laughs> sitting at the table. He helped himself to food with Mark Norman. <laughs> he, he's telling Norman like how to change his set. I don't think you should style like this. I'm like, he's doing a theatre. What the <laughs> fuck's going on? And then he, the guy comes up to me bad at the moment going, I feel bad. Like, this is your moment. Because I was just sitting in the corner. Stinking of cigarettes. <laughs> fuming. But it was actually one of the great moments because I sat there and was able to just snipe this guy with lines. <laughs> and then once he eventually left, we bonded. 
over everything he had said. That's great. And we had running <laughs> jokes and they're like, don't be a blah, blah. Don't be a blah, blah. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this to be on the pod. Blah, blah. And the next day I go, look, I feel bad. I'm a blackout drunk. I've done this. I haven't. Well, I had it, Jim Jeffrey. But I'm like, <laughs> it couldn't have been worse the way he tried to impress the um, Mark. People love fame, man. They want to be close. They want to. They want to touch the magic. You know what the worst was? End of the night, we're sitting in like a dive bar because he didn't want to get harassed. We're all drinking, mm. waiting to just tell the stories about this comic. We're like, just go. We need to do the riffs. And then he he demanded a selfie. Mark had to get up. We're drinking whiskey. Can I have a selfie? Then he uploads it and goes, great hangs with the man. I'm like, uh. you get two options with a, a fame. You're either their friend or you make them madam to swords and they never respect you again. You yeah. never get a photo with them because you know why? No. You, you, you don't need to prove. I don't understand. Or it just shows what's a Who is the photo for? Like, who, what's, who gives a fuck? The, the photo is for to prove to your other friends that you've met him rather than experience him which shows what sort of person you are. You would rather just go, ah, I saw him and, and have proof yeah. than actually in your own head go like, oh, dude, we hang out. Eventually I said, I've got to go. This sucks. You're boring. The same tonation. No, nah, you're not really. I didn't. <laughs> I'm not going <gonna, laughs> The real dream, right, is that you, Wolfie, open for Mark Norman and he's like, oh, man, great. Let's, man, let's get a selfie. I'll put it on socials. And you're like, oh, I don't really do that, man. I'll say, hey, dude, I'm not a, I'm not a product. <laughs> I'm not a possession. Dude, you know what the, the, my favourite thing with those openings? Yeah. Is it's always the same because it's basically like the drunk businessman at the strip bar that promises to save you. Right, right. They're always in there. I've got to help you. Because he was like, I've got to get you to open. And I'm like, don't worry, man. I'm a write-off. It's fucked. Just fucking leave it. I go, I get this all the time. They promise, you got to come over. We're going to help you. And then the next day you ring and they're back with their wife. And they're like, ah, I don't remember any fucking uh, candy tits. Fuck off. I wasn't there. Delete my credit card was stolen. But I was saying to him in person. I'm like, dude, someone, some people have to be burned at the stake like, I'm just, uh, my life is to suffer out here in Perth. Don't you worry about me. You have a little chuckle when you next do your theatre and know how fucking much pain I'm in. Because I was riffing all right with him. I got some laughs. It's like, man, you got to come over to LA and do some shows and stuff. It's like, oh, man, message your manager now and then don't, don't worry about it. Like, let him do it. Like, or shut the fuck up. Do you know what some people do, though, is they capitalise on it? Because when they offer, I'm like, don't worry about it, dude. Life's, life is suffering. Who cares? <laughs> Fuck it. I'll slash yeah. my dick off and get on medical benefits. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, um, but, um, some people jump in on it and they go, yeah. opening. Okay, let me put, and they do audio voice. Put this. This is a legally binding contract. <laughs> Say it again. He's had 19 whiskeys. Andrew Wolf can open for me. Come on here. And then you yeah, man. So, some people uh, book a tour ahead of you and stay on the guy's couch, and then you've got you've got nowhere to sleep. Dude, <laughs> you know what? The crazy it all paid off. McCann was like, he had all the he had he got all the opens except for Perth. He got <laughs> yeah. flown around. He's in there, and you know what the thing is? His comedy's much better than mine, so I'm fine with it because I'm like I'm still. <laughs> I got feedback from mine um, on Reddit. It was someone like. 
Anyone else getting tired with that Andrew Wolf being the go-to opener with his coke screaming rants? Dis- hey guys, anyone <laughs> losing their mind with that tire tiresome Andrew Wolf? Why is it, is he the go-to guy for the big acts? Was that was that upvoted or was that downvoted? You know, I found it. How? Sunday morning, I woke up at five a.m. and a comic had found it and sent it to me, and go, oh, "What's oh. this?" Because they were so angry and jealous. I woke up and I was, I was euphoric because Mark Norman and his wife were amazing and we got on well. We had fun. He was a good dude because he's obviously suffered like I have. Like he's, he was a janitor four years ago stealing cake yeah. from Amy Schumer or whatever. And then, <laughs> so I'm, I'm stoked. And then I'm, I'm, I, I check my messages. I thought it would be a comic going, you did well last night. But it was in him pointing out that someone, someone in the crowd had actually complained going like i'm sick and and the other thing is dude i don't have a lot of new i i'm traumatized and also i'm not bombing in front of norman i'd rather burn this fucking um nerd oh yeah That's, yeah you know like, I mean? <laughs> like 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 this guy did the same thing he did when he opened for the other person who came here three weeks ago oh, like, i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry that i wanted to press mark norman over you and didn't do a riff about uh transitioning into a neutered dog which is failing every week Sorry, because I, there's 1,500 people in and turns out Mark Norman's an incredible comic and I'm a local hack. That's what I said. I'm the local hack to him. I get one gig a month. Sorry that I'm not at the level of the guy that just sits a night and hangs out with fucking Dave Attell riffing in a green room. I'm hanging out with fucking schlups, schlubs, riffing. I'm riffing with people that, that parents are sponsoring their comedy. Fuck off. <laughs> How am I meant to get a laugh out of a Nepo baby? A Nepo baby that's got a dream of being famous? Fuck you. I don't have any of the fucking grit, dude. I'm riffing off someone that, that drove their dad's fucking Mercedes to the gig because they, they dropped out of tape. What a guy. What, what, what kind of person to be sitting there in a theatre of 1,500 people who are like... You, who, you're crushing too. You know what I mean? Like everyone's yeah. laughing and they're like, I saw this fucking cunt a month ago. What the fuck? Someone needs to crush this man. You know what's worse? Is the comic that found that and sent it to me. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty brutal. Like, <laughs> like contextually, depending on how you know the person, like if I found that and sent it to you, you know it would be. Yeah, yeah, no, it wasn't done like that. Uh, a commiserating and like, man, if you see this, like don't listen to that, it's bullshit. But some comic was like, uh, just want to make sure you fucking get a good look at this. And the, the thing was, it doesn't matter what I was saying because it went well and that's all that matters. And Norman was like, comedy, you killed it, man. Love that. Mm. Love ya. Yeah. And I'm like, it's just a moment, right? There's no doubt. I'm only on for 15 minutes. It, it's not really wrecked. I can't have my little dream, a small town um, hack, <laughs> having a, a pretend, that, pretend that I've got a chance. There's some fucking nasty little bitter person. Ah, he ruined my night. You know what ruined your night? Your fucking personality, you turd. You ruin every night. You know why? Because you exist. And you know what the thing is? I will find this guy. Because really, I've been trying to, I've been checking his posts ever since. I know that he's a Patriots fan. I'm narrowing in. He's got American heritage. And as soon as I find him, I will fucking find a way, maybe, to get him. <laughs> the guy who put the thing on Reddit is obviously a write off. Like, fuck, like that, that doesn't matter. Like, fuck that guy. No. But who is the comic who messaged it to you? Oh, dude, I was so angry with him. 
because then he followed up because he was booking me a gig and he said, oh, I, um, I got 40 minutes for you. And I was like, yeah, in Calamunda or some shit. I'm like, I'm not interested. And then he goes, yeah, yeah, you're more of a 20-minute comic, aren't you? Fuck. When I close my eyes, I'm there again, at the beach, holding him in my hands. I remember wading into the water, finally feeling acceptance, watching the ocean carry him away on a bed of foam. Then I remember the wave rushing back at me, his ashes unscattering into my mouth every night, again and again and again and again and again. Great. I'm glad Mark Norman went well. Dude, you know what's so good is um, once someone has been traumatised through comedy, because you know, like I was saying, it's a sunk cost fallacy. Uh, you have to go through so much pain and then you can't accept that you really hate it and you want to quit. I feel like Mark's sure. there. Like, as in, he's got everything we all dreamt of, but he's, he knows how bad it is and ultimately wishes he wishes. It's a bit like the chiropractor. You don't want to admit that it was a disaster and that you don't really enjoy any of it anymore, which is where I'm at. Do you know what I mean? The dream's a lie, but Lord forbid, you can't complain to people going like, I fucked up, I shouldn't have done comedy. And they're like, dude, you're in a helicopter going to Rottnest. And I'm like, you're actually crying at night going like, I don't want the validation of strangers. I knew my brother was better. He was an architect. I, I fucking hate this shit. I've got to hang out. Because of that, he's down to earth. Like he, he's not got an ego. I find over yeah. East, a lot of people have egos because they're Nepo babies. And they just yeah. got too high too quick. He's been humiliated. So even he looks down when he's talking. He's broken by right. the universe. Do you know what I mean? Even though he's got success now, you can tell he's had the shit beaten out of him uh, emotionally. So he's always like, yeah, well, whatever. It was shit. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. Death's coming, hopefully. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And he's not like, oh, yeah. I'm loving life. He's like... Life's meaningless at the end. Like, it is what it is. They laugh. I don't know why. I'm getting money. It's better than the janitor's role. It's just small mercies. We'll get on with this fucking nightmare. One day I'll hopefully <laughs> die for a swift death where the, the signals are faster or not fast enough to feel the pain like in a, <laughs> in a submarine. Well, one, of, one of these days I'll be two and a half kilometres under the ocean and the tube will just and I'll be gone. Oh, It'll mate. all be good. I was having a conversation about male stubbornness uh, the other day. And it got me thinking about, do you know the story of the, uh, the guy who uh, discovered and figured out uh, what cholera was? No, I don't know this. Some, some town, uh, huge outbreak of cholera. This city is like drinking, drink, their, their water supply is basically like a wasp pond, right? Like, yeah. so they're just drinking, every, all their drinking water is just oh. a stagnant, stagnant wasp pond. And there's this guy who's, he's, he's had this idea that, hey, maybe drinking from the wasp pond is the thing. Oh. Maybe it's the wasp pond thing. And so he's, uh, he tries to convince the town. He's like, uh, like guys, it's the, I, I think the problem might be the wasp pond and we need to, it's because yeah. it's like stagnant and things grow in there and that's bad. And they're like, shut the fuck up. And he's like, 
no, no, seriously. Like you know, people are dying from this from this unknown disease. It's I don't think it's like yeah. a it's not a plague sent by God or anything. I think it's actually you know how we when we drink the water it's green and there are wasps yeah. in it. I don't think that's good. We said shut the fuck up. Oh. So over the over like a month, he uh, at, in the dead of night he like sneaks to this fucking water supply, turns this wasp pond into a fucking like a water supply that you can drink from. Yeah. Like it's moving. There aren't fucking wasps in it. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone's like, "Oh my god, we prayed so hard. People have stopped getting sick." And he's like, "Actually, what I've been doing is in the middle of the night, I've been going and I fixed the wasp pond water." <laughs> And now yeah. no one's sick. It's the thing I was talking about. Shut the fuck up. We like the wasp pond. Fuck oh. you. It's <laughs> In the interest of giving you some factual information, because most of these details are so incredibly wrong, some town is, of course, London. Some guy is one of modern medicine's most important minds, Jon Snow, and filled with wasps is filled with shit and piss. <laughs> Dude, what a time to be alive where it was all superstition. Absolutely, man. Because, dude, it's the same thing with Galileo, right? Like, he invents the telescope, he looks into space, and he's like, you guys, this is crazy. You have to come see this. Yeah, and it discredits all the science of that day, so people are furious. I think the Earth goes around the sun, and there are other planets. No, no, that's not. God goes (laughs) around the sun. We all agreed... We all agreed that everything goes around the earth because that's how God made it. God made it in seven days. I had, look, look, look through the, I made this thing. It lets you see like into space. Shut the fuck up. Like, it's like you saw it. It's like, we did not see it. That's not how it works. It's amazing because you got, you still like that now. You get vilified. People say I've got bipolar, but I'm Galileo. Galileo, Galileo. <laughs> but you know what the funny thing was? Back in the day, if someone like sick, you go, well, he must have been a very, very bad man. And he just got testicular cancer, died against the odds. It's 98% survival right now. He dies and you go, well, he must have been molesting kids in the village. I don't know. He's a fucking dog. I was married to him, but he's a scum lord. And it's not cholera. Like any, any death was being cursed. So, so you would feel yeah. shame. Your wife would die. And you'd be like, I'm ashamed I married her. She must have been a witch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, she was a loving woman. I met, Think of me. Look after the kids. And you're like, die, you witch. You fucking bitch. What did, you must have been sucking dicks in the village, you fucking <laughs> sinful lady. But it gave you a great way to mourn. Because instead of feeling bad, you were like, there's a secret that they didn't tell me that God's found out about. And that's why Absolutely. they died. Absolutely. It makes it, it makes it easier because it's like a your husband comes home from a war, missing his legs. He's been out there on a crusade. Yeah. The, the church agrees that you should divorce him. And you're like, yeah. yeah, I should divorce him. What horrible thing had he done to, to have lost his legs? Yeah. <laughs> like, Who did you cheat at? You- that wouldn't happen to a good person. You've been sleeping around not writing me letters. It's so good. Dude, and it's, it helped. That's where cruelty <laughs> came from. That's where all cruelty came from because you'd see like a – leper or a dwarf and you're like who did you diddle in a past life (laughs) you fucking scumbag spit on it leprosy that's diddler's disease you fucking diddler kick him (laughs) it's like there was no empathy a small man was someone like ah he's a fucking cursed little dwarf (laughs) what the fuck did he do but now that we've realized it's all medical there are only a few people 
like myself, they keep the tradition alive of, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of scaremongering and, and superstition and pointing the cursed finger at random people. <laughs> hey, yeah. only, only me and my deranged mania still keep honour the traditions of our, our ancestors of being revulgar <laughs> to anyone different. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I am exasperated by life, but at some point, my what I've been scra- when I shout at the clouds. At some point, if that was captured, maybe in three hundred years, they were like, "He's the only guy who knew <laughs> it was a fraud. <laughs> it was meaningless. Clouds. That was the man. He was the Galileo going. That's meaningless. We're all pigs in a. We're getting given a little slop from the farmer, and we make little styes." Some people have extra styles and better styles. I'm like, I'm just going to lie in the paddock and do nothing. He was the smart one. He knew comedy was bullshit. Everything was bullshit. But, you know, he's actually the worst because I was talking about this. If you get too cynical, then everything's meaningless. Yeah. And then life is cruel because you literally, everything's pointless. Yeah. Someone goes, do that, and you're like, what's the point? That, you know what I mean? And it, it, you have to invest a little bit into the simulation to get any joy. Well, yeah, like it's like because nihilism is freeing because it requires nothing. Yeah. If you cannot create your own meaning, it's a trap, right? Well, that's the problem. Yeah, I don't have a meaning because for me, it's like Disneyland. I worked out everything's little Mickey Mouse pantomimes. It's all fake. <sighs> so then I have no empathy, no feelings. I'm like, you're just a simulation. But then because I didn't replace it with an ideology... Mm. I just end up rudderless and really chronically sad and depressed and in constant pain because nothing means nothing. But then it's impossible to pretend that Santa's real once you've seen through it all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you. But I don't. I don't think the uh, the like. I've I've always I've always maintained that the like your core. Uh, your core outlook, whatever your baseline is, that doesn't change. It doesn't matter what you know or what, like what the circumstances are. Yeah, that doesn't change. So if you're if you're going to be depressed, it doesn't matter if you think there's some great meaning to life or there's no meaning to life. It's either like if if you think that there's some great meaning to life, then your depression or your uh, your outlook takes the shape of I am being punished. Yeah. That there, there's some, some great meaning and universal reason that I am being punished. Yeah. If you take a nihilistic approach, there is nothing. So I feel like this because there is nothing and there is no reason. It doesn't matter what yeah. the, the outlook never changes. That's why, like we've spoken about before, you can win the lottery and you'll feel like shit next week anyway. Oh. It's just peaks and valleys, but you always stay at whatever your five is. Oh, mate. And then I need to improve my five because my five's real low it's like a what a zero that's the most difficult thing to do is improving the five i I don't know i don't know how much of what's possible well you can do it i know you can like you can obviously no no you can't do it naturally but you can do drugs and alcohol and hedonism to get to (laughs) six and then you go to a four (laughs) afterwards and maybe even a zero well that's right like you're still you're still getting to a six but like the, it's it's very temporary because you come back down to a five. You can do things like, uh, you know, SSRIs, and maybe you can raise yeah. that five so you don't feel like slashing your own wrists. But then you, your alchemy's thrown out because I believe <laughs> the, your temperament is 
predetermined for a reason and you should explore it. Like pain is your indicator that something's wrong. You don't just mask pain, you explore pain. <laughs> and then you use the pain to drive you. But you're still a step back, I think. Because pain, you're, you're right, the pain is the in- indicator that something's wrong. If you've got a shit five, that's an indicator that something is wrong. And that thing is a chemical imbalance. Okay, well, well now you've got it right because I... I always thought it was like rocket fuel. So you threw petrol on the fire. So I was like, pain might make you excel to a level you couldn't because you're jealous and bitter. I mean, I find it all the time. There's no better way to motivate yourself to write is to go and look at someone else's viral YouTube clip. <coughs> yeah. yeah. And suddenly you're like, you can write for three hours. When now I went to Tesco's and there's a lady putting stickers on a bag. And you're like, you know what? Fucking, I'm going to do transphobic material. You have to ask, what what would you prefer, right? Would you prefer to, uh, if, you've got a sh- if you're at a shit five and you're jealous and you're yeah. angry and that motivates you to do well, is that oh. more desirable than turning your five into a fucking great five and then you don't need to succeed? Oh, my God. You're right because it's like the same reason the billionaires still went on the Titanic submarine. Yeah. Because they were still on a ship five. Like the billion dollars doesn't change the five. Yeah. And and it, they it just made them do more and more. And it's the same thing. Like Mark Norman can't complain about his life because he's living a 10 life, but I can tell he's still a five. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he, yeah. He can't admit it. He's still a shit five. It seems indulgent for him to complain and go like, I don't like this. And now he's lying and pretending his fives at eight. But I know deep down when I looked in his eyes, he's still on a four. I know he is. <laughs> I'm on a four. <laughs> yeah, because because like it's uh uh you know there are plenty of met- metrics to uh uh that you can use to quantify. Oh well, if if I make more money, if I do X, if I'm successful, whatever, those are good things, and you feel like that's a good way forward. Yeah. Would you prefer that, or would you prefer to be just content and happy? And not have to do any of that at all. Well, it's it's that is the big dilemma, hey. Mm. And, and then if you stayed at five, it's going to diminish because you have to bounce between three to seven to to f- experience five. Yeah, because you're because you're because you're grasping. You're at, you're at your shit five, and you're like, okay, well, I can be a, I can briefly be an eight if I uh, uh, if I. Uh, if I make a, if I make a million dollars on this trade, I'll yeah. briefly be at an eight. But you still come down to a five, isn't it? No, better, d- dude. That's what I've been grappling when I'm talking to my folks and stuff. I'm like, even if I achieved everything, billions of dollars, this and that, it's all meaningless to me now because uh, life revealed itself to me for what it is. So I'm like, no, I don't value it. So it's only I don't really care what anyone thinks anymore. And then I'm like, there's no escape now. Do you know what I mean? Because I saw mm. through. I pierced, pierced the veil of reality. Pierced the veil, yeah. And I'm like, no matter what happens now, it's meaningless to me because humans disappointed me. Everything d- became dark and murky. And it's like, even if you lived and you had everything and you were a Mark Norman 10, I know that I can never be beyond five now because I, I don't see life in the way I used to before all yeah. these last few years. So then I'm like, well, there's no fixing it. But then obviously, like, what do you do then? You've got to top yourself. Then you you completely shirk any sort of external factors and the idea that any external factor will help raise your five. Yeah. And instead, you just focus on 
accepting and turning your what's going on in here yeah. into being better. And then it doesn't matter if you fucking push trolleys or make a million dollars or whatever. It's all that matters is that every day you're like, yeah, this is good. Fuck yeah, sick. Dude, that is actually it. And then you realize that the smartest people on the earth is that trolley boy that doesn't stop smiling. And you think, is he downs or something? Why does he smile the whole time? <laughs> and he's actually working on his internal five. He doesn't yeah. care. And then you're like, he's basically like one of the great philosophers of our time because he's actually grappling with his internal chemistry, alchemy, if you will. <laughs> alchemy! No, but, but he's, he's actually, he's, he's tinkering under the hood rather than trying yeah. to drive somewhere. And he's improving his own wiring. And then he's like, oh my God, we don't have to have cat biscuits tonight. I'll have the, you know, because I stole a sandwich out of someone's van. Uh, a tradies van. I'm going to have an egg sandwich that's three days old. And then I can have some of that buggy water that gives me the head spins. <laughs> the mozzie water. Dude, you know what the thing is? The mozzie water was probably get, like LSD. They were all tripping out on it. It was probably like giving them mushroom dreams. The oh, the wasp water, the cholera water. The cholera water was probably actually giving people hallucinations. And they're like, we don't care we have diarrhea. You throw up before you, after you have mushroom, uh, after you have uh, echinacea or whatever the fuck it. What's it called? Uh, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Oh, ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You throw up. Echinacea is something else. Because yeah. imagine, imagine, if, uh, imagine if, if you could uh, strip yourself of the desire for, you, you, like, you're content and just being alone. So you don't, you're not worried about external relationships and you're not worried about uh, any outside metric for success. And every day you, you wake up, you eat basic food, you don't care. Yeah. And, and every day you're like, this is pretty good. Later I was thinking about having a wank and that's going to be amazing. Dude, and that's you, the whole, win, you know what I mean? That, that's the Winhoff method, right? He puts himself into a situation where the body thinks it's dying. So it frees <laughs> itself of all concerns that his wife committed suicide and that his kids don't talk to him anymore. Yeah. He lies under an ice sheet, survives, and then goes have a bread sandwich, and he just does that repeatedly, and that's the happiest he can be. The furthest away you are from your own ego and personality, and actually technically the closer to death you are, is the happier yeah. you are. So then <laughs> yeah. the more buttons you can turn off. So you go under an ice sheet, your body shuts down, thinks it's dead, and then you just focus purely on the sun above and you're like wow wow how good are the clouds and i'm like well it, it would appear to me that then humans have a wiring issue because everything we're um instructed to do is to our own detriment what we really need to do mm. is strip away the human and just leave mm. the flesh there a bag of dead flesh is the happiest version of a human <laughs> like all our inclinations to eat and fuck and move are at our own detriment. They're all driven by ego and showing off. So you basically, you need to just try, yeah, to get in the now, you have to do acts of close to death, like uh, putting a belt around your neck and jacking off and then just surviving <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> well, it's like I, was thinking, I was thinking about, uh, uh, in terms of like leading a, a full life and uh, uh, what, what is considered to be a good thing, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, like traveling and seeing stuff and like, I wish I did this and uh, like sort of deathbed thoughts. Yeah. Like what makes for a better life? Is it, uh, is it the, at the end of it, you say, you can say, um, oh, like I, I traveled, I met people, I saw all of the stuff, I achieved things and uh, external metrics for success were all ticked off. Yeah. Uh, 
Or if uh, if you take a heroin addict instead yeah. and they get to the end of their life and it's like, oh, I wish I had done all this stuff. But like you, but the heroin addict spent as much of his time or her, in, <laughs> as in much euphoria. of their time as possible being in a state of content yeah. euphoria. Like what, what, what one is more yeah. valuable? Which one's more? One's driven by your ego and showing off and proving people wrong. And ex- yeah, and external variables. But external the metrics ultimate, for success. The best life is to just be in a, a bath being injected uppers and downers and drugs. Well, because it would, because would, would it not be preferable if you could to separate the brain from the body entirely and hook it up to a fucking car battery right into the pleasure yeah. centers, and you experience nothing, you have no yeah. senses, all you do is feel yeah, yeah, of 100%. dopamine going constantly. A hundred percent, because uh, but I you think... never, he never saw the Taj Mahal. It's like yeah. no, but he, but he was happy. A hundred percent of the time. But heroin, heroin's a feeling of like, what do they say? Like a hundred, ejaculating a thousand times more. So I'm like, just trigger that forever. <laughs> yeah. And then yeah, they go like, like, yeah, yeah, wicked, dude. You set up an accounting firm. I jacked off for most of my life. I was just coming into the universe. I just came into the universe for 80 years. And they go, did you ever leave the house? Who gives a fuck? That's the peak. <laughs> you climbed Mount Everest. It took three years to plan that. I was already coming at a higher rate of euphoria just by needling up in an alley. Ma, 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 ma. Do you know, like, Doug spent we've his entire life this. working 40 hours a week. He sacrificed. He, he had difficult times. But at the end of it, he got to see uh, his children get married. He got to visit yeah, Niagara agree. Falls. He got to uh, explore the this. Amazon. Or Doug, he felt fucking good all the time, forever, until it just sort of blinked out of existence. They can test this with the pleasure centers. So what they should really do is an audit of your pleasure pleasure centers when you die, and they'll be like, "Dude, heroin was actually better than a Commonwealth Medal. It's in the data. You yeah. fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. idiot. You trained. You're doing fucking tumble turns <laughs> for eight years. Wayne in a water. No, a water fountain hit a six point nine. You're doing diving <laughs> at the Olympics. He hit a, a, a nine point nine. Dive doing heroin mixed with ketamine on a Tuesday morning, <laughs> you fucking idiot. Do you know what I mean? It's all mappable. Doug and Steve both die at the end, right? They're both yeah. gone. They don't get to take their fucking family photo at Machu Picchu with them no. anywhere. It's gone. They saw it or they didn't, but they're like that it does they're gone. Dude, and you how, know what's amazing? How much of the the 80 years was spent fucking Having it, just feeling great. And you know what's funny is it's all replicable. So Picchu or whatever the fuck, I see people there now. Some of my family is there. I recognise the photos because my brother went. I'm like, mm. I've seen it. I've seen it. The salt mines. Oh, that's that weird little fucking, I haven't even been there. I recognise yeah. it. I'm like, oh, I remember. My brother, he had a photo on that. I check it. I'm right. It's that little fucking ruin of some uh, Mad Max truck that looks in there. I'm like, I'm actually right. I'm like, it's not, for you, it's like unique. And you're like, oh, we met that guy that's on the cocoa leaves that was acting crazy. They all do the salt mine. I'm like, I, even as a voyeur that didn't even go, have already experienced your little moment. So when you upload your photos on WhatsApp, I'm like, been there, done that, 
<laughs> blah blah blah. Do you know what I mean? But it's like, well, I was sad. I was sad for eighty years, but at least I saw Machu Picchu. It was like I was sad while I was there. Yeah. Like, is that good? Is that great? You you don't take Machu Picchu with you. No, so, no. So what's the fucking point of it, dude? And what about uh, doing DMT and creating your own Machu Picchu in your head, where it's exactly. like a pig. It's a pig with sunnies on it. I don't know. It shits into your mouth. You could have any fucking fantasy. Or you've got the reality of some weird ruins that uh, they're ruins for a reason because people abandon that area. <laughs> people are so excited seeing ruins. I'm like, yeah, you know why they're ruins? Because people left because it sucks. If, if it was a good area, it would have a fucking Westfield in there and I could watch a movie. People have left that area. There was a moment, we go and see it, there was a moment where people go, we've got to leave. There's too much cholera in the water. We need to go <laughs> higher up. No one wants to live there. But, um, dude, I'm going to have to wind up soon because I, I think I'm getting um, pneumonia or cholera. 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 Uh, do we have some picks of the week? Um, oh, my so, God. So, well, it's been, it's been uh, 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 over, the, over the past few months. We've, uh, oh, I've, dude, we've had some big wins. I've been sitting in, uh, in Tallinn. And I've also been watching uh, watching crypto. It's been doing pretty good. Crypto's been good. You know what's uh, you know what's a great um, funny full circle story coming up? What? You know it. Well, you actually, I was going to mention that uh, because the while while Talon's been doing nothing, every day I've been looking at uh, MSB making little climbs well, and doing you know you know doing little you know crazy? T- tuning itself up, getting cranked it's up a little bit. Fruit, it's the devil's fruit, mate. It's the devil's fruit. It's up twenty six percent over the past six months. You know, but you know what I didn't sell is? out. I've just been I've been strapped in. My my cock's up hard. No, I'm no, ready dude, to go. I'm, I'm I'm dabbling in it as well. I rode it from ninety to a buck thirty. Mm-hmm. With uh, but but you know what the thing was? It's a boring story, and um, it's a shame we haven't had. Obviously, it's unfortunate that the period I wasn't doing pods is I've had exceptional trades, which seems almost like I'm lying. <laughs> 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 three months we didn't do a pod. I've hit the gold, baby. Every tip was winning, but um, I, I thought I'd just mention because the other ones I've got. I don't know really what I've got. I've got a bag of shit, really. I've got a few ones that I've got, but I don't want to mention. But um, it's funny to see Mesa Blast because August 2nd, round two, the thing that destroyed my life and the reason that I have no relationships, I have no friendships, I have no value of life, I hate myself, I cut myself, I feel tingling when I sleep. The world, when I close my eyes, I scream. It's because of it. And now the, the forbidden fruit is tempting me. Roll again, my boy. You've re. What are they bringing to market, or what are they? What are they the doing? Same, is the it same a- product that they did three years ago. Was it called Rivet? I I felt bad. I don't like pronouncing names because I um I did Waringa and it was wrong. It's Warigo. but I I, yeah. I, I, I yeah. like to get things wrong for fun. Rem Remsel or some shit. Oh, I know. I'm trying to remember. Oh, is it re, oh, rem rem stem cell? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how to pronounce. I only have a type. This is a rem rare occasion cell. that I communicate. But you know what the thing is? They yeah. got their complete response letter. That told them they had to do another trial. Now he's rejected that and just he's proved potency another way. 
So Ooh. will he be a snakeskin salesman or will it come good? And if it does come good, w- will I be in there and redeem myself off the back of the very thing that destroyed me? Or will I be too scared after the trauma that I've experienced in the last two years and sit on the sideline? Will I have learned my lesson or will I end up being vindicated where I leverage back in with all the money that's taken me two years to get and I, I'm restored to my rightful station as Galileo and I was just at a timing <laughs> issue. I mean, I would, it would be really uh, nice to bring back that fucking Romanian sycophant as a character to the pod, you know? Like, that's... Uh, I miss him. Fucking no, Sylvie's I, the best. I, no, but I'm saying this is, will be a short-lived story arc because it's August 2nd is the deadline, assuming there's no delay. So Wolfie, this will be out. It's been this, a three-year story arc. There's nothing no, no, about no, this. No, 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 no. FDA has short. to respond by the 2nd of August. Right. So it'll be okay. approved or denied. My risk is, do I go back in for seconds with an abusive partner? Uh. Maybe it'll work out better this time. She's done <laughs> counselling. She said she's healed. She said she's better. Or do I throw myself into catastrophe for another two years? It's so an you interesting all, uh, You also mentioned uh, B-E-Z, Bezra, the gold play. Is, are there, are there no, any other... I, I don't really like that. Um, let me see what... Uh, I'm trying to remember because I didn't is really... There, is there anything on the ASX that has not been uh, like gas or energy that has been doing well that you're interested well, there in? Well, or... there was an LDX, but that's done. It was what the was FDA LDX? approved thing. I got in at six cents. Ah, diagnostics. Six, 6.5 cents. But then I, I read it overnight. And it was like they've had right to sell this product. It's diagnosis for bacteria or some shit in the blood. But um, they've been selling in Europe. It doesn't hasn't sold at all. So I have right. ended up selling for a, a decent profit, but not like I didn't get out at seventeen. I was like lower. But what 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 happened is then it well, pop- that was that was just a little day trade. Eh? Yeah, yeah, you, I did a day trade, the- but I didn't really trust it. And what I've been finding with stocks is the ones like Afterpay that I fundamentally oppose to the business or I see it flawed, they always go up. So the ones that get sentiment, I fundamentally don't believe in. And the ones that I think are intrinsically a good business just go along the bottom and never move. But I always, I've never had, since uh, I got dumped out of Nedlands, both. I mean, after, like, to be fair, Afterpay, we were ragging on from fucking like, COVID uh, oh, dude, onwards. But, no, but what and I was it's like, it's gone. It's gone from a lofty high of 160. It's at 66. Like it's not. Tr- no, it's no, not no. But what I was saying to you is, when I first mentioned that on the pod, I had afterpay. I had 80k in there or 85, whatever it was, at mm. nine and ten dollars. It went to 150. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It j- what, jacked what, up real high. But, but what I was saying to you is, my problem has always been sentiment never seems to attach to stocks that I fundamentally like because I hated Afterpay and I still do and I always did. And mm. I'm like, when the fuck does Miso Blast just go up 50 times and I like the business and I'm like, the product's approved. I can get the $2 million, give it to my ex and then move into a share house in Sydney and do open mics. <laughs> I just want to get back onto the open mic circuit and earn my, my, my stamps. <laughs> I want to earn my stripes back on the scene. I want to arrive and go like, yeah. And they go, haven't you been in comedy since 2012? I'm like, look, if I could hop up for five, I've got a new collar a bit. 
about uh, dusty water, uh, mozzie water, I'm ready to bring <laughs> to the world. <laughs> but, um, dude, I just, I'm just saying, like, when will, when will the world be kind? Fundamentally, a stock I like also gets speculative and runs hard. It's always dog shit where I research and I'm going, this is a bag of shit, but I still ride yeah. it. But I won't put clients and stuff in it. And that's why I'm more reluctant to um, advise. But no, I, there's no, no, nobody. Uh, we've never advised anybody purchase anything. No, ever. no, no. But what I'm saying to you is, um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Us, yeah. us, us talking about different, uh, different companies that uh, uh, you or we are interested in and how they're performing. That's not. Did um, you know what I had a that fantasy? Could never though? be confused with advice. I would have a fantasy because. I was like, we'd never do ads on this pod. But then I'm like, of course we'd do a betting ad where they they gave us free <laughs> chips and we look like we're winning and then everyone else lost and I get fancy watches and just go, it's easy. You just pick the horse that looks the, the brightest teeth and then they're like, <laughs> as soon as it's their real money, they lose. But I just suddenly look like I'm glorious, like the Nelk boys or whatever, and I'm like, Wolf's drinking again and he's on a run. <laughs> And I'm gambling fake chips at the casino give me on live streams and other people are following me for real life and I'm like, whatever, we lost a million of fake money. You'll be all right, Jeff, and whoever's listening. And they're like, what did real money? Do you know that's what it all is? They're gambling yeah. money is they, they pay you and you gamble with fake money and they yeah. give you the actual profit because what they really need is the house always wins except – Unless you're an ad-sponsored podcast, and then you win. Well, yeah, man. That, that, uh, no casino ever wants you to see uh, the guy crying at the pokies. They want you to see the guy who's been carried out on everyone's fucking shoulders, going like, like, uh, heart streak, heart streak. Dude, and that's, you know, what, that's we need, what they want. Because what we need, and then it's like, because the mistake I've been doing is I've been using real money and my own money. We need to get a following and get sports bets behind us, making it look like, <laughs> wow, Andrew's risked his house on Mesoblast. I haven't. It's sports bet. And they pay for this. And I encourage you guys to do it because who gives a fuck? And I win. That's Oh, man, my battery on my phone's got 4%, so it's going to crash. Yeah, well, give me some more. All I want, uh, not for not because we're telling, we're suggesting that people should fucking invested them and not because to, necessarily you think that they're going up but i've got bez down obviously no, the fucking bez oh, could be good for it no if we the, spoke about it that's fine but i mean, I mean like uh, what is there anything else in any other uh industry that we like or we, that, that that not like that i can put down to follow so we can create some narrative um um uh well fuck i'm trying to think because it's sunday right I need Monday to give you a one that's a flyer because L L D X is fucked. Baz Baz I was in for a bit, but that's fucked. I think Bears is fucked. OBM OBM's a gold play, but it's not going to go great. Oh wait mm -hmm. wait wait. Um, a lithium play that was all right was W C eight. The guys, it's the same guys that made me a lot of money in my made my that that million back in the Netherlands days. But Ooh. it's a little bit late for people now because it's about 16 cents and I got in at around um, 11. 
Yeah, yeah. It's not. This is not about. It's not about. Uh, but it's ones actually that we a think terrific. Are going to take it, off from this point or fly? It's a terrific. It's, just, it's a terrific. WC eight is terrific. It's right in the middle of two massive um, lithium deposits, and I don't actually know how they got the tenement because it should have been locked down by the the bigger players. I, mm. I actually. So potentially, actually, there's something dangerously no, wrong. No, with it's it. actually. <laughs> it's actually insanity, and I think it's jobs for the boys because they've somehow weaseled in between two massive. Lithium plays and they've got it off, um, fuck, PLS and someone else and somehow they let this lapse and I'm like, it just makes no sense. It joins. So that will be a big play, but you don't want to get in at 16 cents. You want to get in at 11, like I did. Oh, 10 we, and 11. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We just want to, you know, we just want to, we just want to have some companies to have a little look at and see what's Did you know while I've been talking to you that I did the MC work on Friday and the guy goes, you got an invoice for me. And he's been ringing me repeatedly, which is why my battery's running down. <laughs> because he messaged me he messaged me and said, "It's oh, actually, by the way, it's way less money. And I was like, what are you oh, talking about? Oh, that's a great move, man. And he said, oh, great, I'm you- sorry about it. It's only X dollars. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, sorry, man. I thought we agreed. Like this. And then he's been ringing me repeatedly like I'm, I'm part of his charity organization. Cut out. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we're done. That was a uh, battery's dead. Leveraging your home, margin personal loans, hedged by put contracts, holding fifteen overexposed bad positions, looming threat of liquidation. everything is going to be terrible because I have a small penis.